0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Can I Own podcast. I'm your host, Art Veal, and today we'll be discussing how to buy a home with no credit. Um, I know this question comes up. This is probably one of the biggest questions that comes up on the Can I Own website because people that have had struggles or have issues with their credit often want to know what they can do to buy a house um, instead of waiting however long it takes them to fix their credit. So I thought I'd address uh, some of those ways that you can do that and um, some of the some of the things that you can do if you don't have great credit and you still want to buy a house. So let's dive right into this topic. Um, I'm going to discuss the ways I've been a real estate investor for the last 20 plus years and I've done almost every kind of real estate deal imaginable. I've done a lot of creative uh, real estate deals and I'm going to tell you now firsthand that um, the, the techniques that I've used as an investor can completely work for someone who's not trying to be an investor who just wants to own a home. The only issue with doing some of the techniques I'm going to discuss is if you're somebody who is very traditional, who doesn't, you know, is not comfortable stepping outside of your comfort zone, then some of these techniques are going to feel um, very weird for you. You're going to struggle with them because all of these techniques require you to do something that's a little bit out of the ordinary to accomplish your goal. But if you're somebody that's okay with doing stuff that's out of the ordinary, then these technique should completely work so the first technique that you can use to buy a home regardless of wherever your credit is at or if you have bad credit is you can find a house with owner financing owner financing is when the owner of the property agrees to act as the bank so typically the way our owner finance deal would work uh, the owner would you talk to the owner and work out some terms and let's say Just like you would pay rent, they might say something like you pay them a down payment and you make uh, regular payments every month. And instead of it being a a rental, it would be something maybe like a land contract. Uh, A land contract is where the title or the ownership of the house, think of it like a bank account. The ownership of the house is held in in a very special bank account. And you and the owner have terms worked out. Uh, and as long as you make your payments and do everything, uh, under those terms, then when you finish making all the payments or you get a new loan or pay them off, then they'll release that, that ownership, that deed to you, uh, and it lets you own the home. So it allows you to basically use them as financing, uh, to buy the house. Now, The the difficult part with this is how to find a property that offers owner financing. Um, I can discuss that in another podcast, but the quick and easy answer is you can look for a house that's already offering owner financing, which you sometimes can find houses that are offering owner financing. Or you can go to someone who's trying to sell a house, and if you're comfortable with it, you can make them an offer. Uh, With you giving them the terms of owner financing, if you do it that way, you're probably going to have to make a lot of offers to a lot of people to get somebody to accept uh, those kind of terms because they either have to be um, very uh, financially savvy to understand those terms or they have to be desperate enough to sell that they're willing to entertain anything that'll get them what they want out of the house. So it takes a little bit of work on your part, but again, it's very much doable. I've used owner financing to finance houses for years, and um, I definitely can tell you it works, but I've done it from an investor standpoint where I'm buying property to probably rent out or sell to someone else. But it can work if you're a regular person just looking to buy your own home. You just have to get comfortable doing it. So that's the first way, um, you know, and it definitely works the next way is to go back more traditional and if your credit is what's stopping you you can look at doing fast credit repair now um... fast credit repair is not a new technique fast credit repair has been out for a long time um... it's really the process of repairing your credit but you're doing there are several steps to repairing your credit but you do all of the steps simultaneously so you would uh, remove the negative items or work to remove the negative items from your credit at the same time you will work to establish new credit and make that get that credit uh, going as quickly as possible as uh, at the same time you would uh, work to establish uh, uh, credit lines from someone else and attach them to your credit and you would work to build up um, you would work to build up some reserves That'll help. uh, There are certain accounts at a bank you can open up that will help you establish credit. So kind of like a uh, they they used to be called passbook savings accounts um, that you can open up. But they're basically credit building accounts that you can open up at a bank. And as long as you're basically borrowing your own money and then making payments on that money. And as long as you make the payments, then they'll report to your credit and that will add to your credit score. Now by doing all of these things simultaneously, then you can quickly or rapidly rebuild your credit. And from what I've done in the past, um, you can do this entire process. It's, It's very detailed and you have to do it on a very strict timetable, but usually you can rebuild your credit Um, and get your credit up substantially in about 60 to maybe 90 days, so about two to three months. And that's a way to uh, do it very quickly, but it requires a lot of moving parts, and you have to do it all at once to make it take the least amount of time. Now, you can do this over a longer period of time. You can do this over a year or two years, and you don't have to do everything at the same time. But If you're going to rapidly uh, fix your credit, then this all has to happen at the same time. If you're interested in this type of technique, you can always check out the uh, Can I Own website. We offer a credit uh, cleaning webinar where we discuss how to do this technique in detail. Um, And I'll put a link at the bottom of the uh, video that shows where you can link to that credit cleaning webinar. It's not at all required. You don't have to go through us. Um, You can find all the information um, around the Internet and on your own. You just have to put it together. But if you're just looking for a way to quickly see how to do the whole thing from start to finish, then that webinar might help you. So that's another way. You can actually go the traditional route, but you have to rapidly uh, rescore your credit, fix your credit. Um, another way that you can get into the house that you want is to get into a rent to own. Now, a lot of you might have heard of a rent to own, but for those of you that haven't, a rent to own is is similar, somewhat to owner financing, but uh, rent to own is much more, a lot more. A lot of owners or a lot of places will offer rent to own uh, financing before they offer owner financing. Um, rent to own financing is where you set up an agreement with the uh, person that's renting the house and that agreement is that in the time that you're renting the house you have the option to buy the house. Now the reason I put this in the in here is because if you get the right rent to own program then this can very much help you become a homeowner in a, in, and get you'll get the benefit of living in the house as a renter uh, and eventually owning the house And It's very effective. Having said that, you have to get into a good rent-to-own program. There are all kinds of bad rent-to-own programs. Uh, In the uh, the podcast, I discuss how to know if a rent-to-own program is a scam. That's in one of the other podcasts. If you want to get more detail on how to find out if the rent-to-own program you're going into is good or not, Check out that podcast, and um, I address some of the issues that you should look out for. But one of the biggest issues that I'm just going to tell you now is that you need to know that. So typically, with the rental, on there are two uh, documents that you're going to sign. One is a lease, which is what you're used to—a rental agreement, the lease. The other is an option to purchase. Um, the option to purchase is simply an agreement between you and the seller that says if you Uh, get financing then they agree to sell you the house at this price that is the most important thing with the rent to own if they don't give you an option to purchase then you don't have a rent to own I deal with all kinds of families that say things like you know I was in a rent to own and I'll say oh well how did that rent to own go and they'll say well the owner told me whenever I'm ready to buy just call him and he'll tell me what the price is if you're doing something like that or if they haven't given you some kind of actual documentation that says something about renting to own or option to purchase, you are not in a rent to own. You are just renting and the owner is telling you it's rent to own and whenever you decide you want to buy it, he'll come up. If he wants to sell it to you, he'll give you a price that's fair. If he doesn't want to sell it to you, he'll set some price that's unrealistic so you'll never buy it. So it's a way that some people use the rent term rent to own very loosely. And that doesn't always uh, benefit you. You have to get into a good rent to own program. Um, another another point I'll put in this podcast and in the um, below, I'll put a link. I have a rent to own group uh, on Facebook and it's free to join. And I discuss a lot of the tips and a lot of the information about rent to own uh, in the group. And people sometimes post their rent to own properties. Um, and I discussed a lot of different things about rent to own and you can join that group for free on Facebook if you, if you're a Facebook user. Uh, so that's, that's the third way you can do rent to own. The final way is some way that I've used, uh, in my real estate business for years and it's been very effective and it's called a mortgage takeover. Um, the way a mortgage takeover works is you find someone who is a don't wanter owner. So someone who does not want the house that they have and you make an agreement with them to take over the mortgage payment on the house if you've ever seen someone who's leased a car when you lease a car you're basically renting the car from the dealership they have a swap lease kind of places for cars where you can take over the lease payment for someone that's in a lease this is the same similar kind of situation where you take over the mortgage payment and start making the mortgage payment for someone who wants out of their house and you agree to make the payment and then eventually get financing, um, you know, get new financing to buy the house with your own financing. Now, there's a lot of risk that goes with this, not so much for you, but there's a lot of risk that goes with it for the owner and some for you. The risk to the owner is that if you don't make the payments, then it's going to affect their credit. So it hurts them. Um, The risk for you is that You have to make sure of you have to be aware of where the mortgage is at when you get into a rent to own because you don't want to get into a rent to own. I mean, I'm sorry, and mortgage takeover where the owner was so far behind on the mortgage that even if you make payments, the bank won't accept it or something like that. And that has happened before. Sometimes people take advantage of people uh, when they don't know what they're doing with a mortgage takeover. So you have to make sure that the loan is in the, is, you know, is not too far behind or anything like that. Um, and the risk for the owner is that you won't make the payment. Now you might say to yourself, well, what owner would agree to something like that? Well, remember I said, this has to be an owner that wants to get rid of the property or don't want your owner. There are a lot of owners that for one reason or another completely don't want the property and they're willing to, they so don't want the property that they might be at the point where they're going to stop making mortgage payments if they don't do something. And here you come along to offer to take over the mortgage payment, it's a great way for you to uh, get into a property. Typically, uh, now again, the the thing that comes up with doing a deal like this is you have to find these don't want owners. So there's a lot of different ways to find them. I know the ways that I use as an investor. um, I actually can go knock on doors of people that don't want a house and there's a way to find them and all that kind of stuff. But if you know of anyone or you hear of anyone, or especially if you're in an area where a company is doing a massive layoff or a company is doing a, maybe the office is moving to another area. One of the easiest ways to find one of these properties is actually to get signs made up that says, if you don't want your house, I'll take over your payment. They're called bandit signs, and you can put these signs up around that area, and people that want to get out of their house and are, you know, kind of really pushing to get out of their house can contact you. Again, you have to have a little bit of an expertise to do this. It's not impossible. Um, if there's an interest, if, if, you or if somebody listening to this has an interest, then let me know in the comments, and I'll post uh, maybe a webinar or put together a webinar that explains how to do this, pro- this technique in a little bit more detail but it definitely can be done. It definitely There's all kinds of ways to take over the mortgage. Uh, a lot of people um, will ask about the due-on-sale clause that a mortgage has. Um, there's a very easy way to get around the due-on-sale clause with a mortgage. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, if I decide to do a webinar on this technique, I'll explain in greater detail. But these are all ways that you can buy a house with no credit. So traditionally, you do have to get your credit in order to buy a house, but there are definitely ways, and that's what this podcast was meant to show you, um, was that there are ways that you can buy a home without the traditional way of getting your credit in order first. Um, These techniques work every day. I've done it for years in the good economy, in a bad economy, in a competitive market, in a very soft market. Um, These techniques work. It's just a matter of educating yourself. If you'd like to know more, like I said, visit the Can Island website. We have a couple of different products that offer information on these techniques. Or just leave me a comment and ask a question, and I'll try to uh, give you some information as I can. Um, and we can kind of go from there. But I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope you've learned something. You know, like I said, if you have questions on how to do this further or specific questions on your situation, I'd be happy to answer them in the comments. Uh, Until then, this has been Artville with the Can I Own podcast. Look forward to talking with you all, sharing more information, and I will see you next week. Thanks a lot and goodbye.